We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome inside to the Guilty as Charged podcast. Something happened today? I don't know. I was uh, was not on Twitter at all today. Um, of course, we are here to recap the first day of free agency. The Chargers, of course, landing uh, Tracy Jackson, their star prize in free agency, as well as Austin Johnson. I'm sure we'll talk mostly about JC Jackson, but uh, we will talk about Austin Johnson as well. So, doing me, joining me today. <laughs> hello. <laughs> Uh, that's a little suspect i don't want to do you steven i like cocks and all but (laughs) off to a hot start man oh my goodness joining me today to talk about all of that are my guys arjun tyler and alex arjun we'll start with you man how are you doing today uh i'm doing i'm doing amazing this was like a really wild day for me because not only like jc jackson to the chargers got him at a discount but like like when I was when I just throw up these contracts on Twitter, like obviously I put up a lot, like a lot of research and time into like creating them. In no way, shape, or form do I ever like do I think like it's gonna be like that accurate. And like the fact that like like I had like a lot of check marks on my contract line up with what JC got in on the market was was pretty wild. And like last night, like late in the night, I I got back from like a, a I am basketball game. I'm tired as hell. I just throw out a Mo Ali Cox. Uh, contract projection three years 18 mil right on the nose and i'm yeah. like what the, what is going on right now so you know i'm super happy with how everything's played out for the chargers and obviously I'm, I'm really happy with like my takes have been actually like somewhat um factual so yeah man you've been yeah. crushing it lately i know you you were able to go to those analytics conferences the whole all the hard work is uh paying off so happy to have arjun with us today happy to have arjun on our team today uh tyler is here as well uh man had some some big balls on saturday being able to record a jc jackson reaction video that day and then of of course two days later it actually happened so tyler how are you doing man i'm doing very well it's been a a good day for the guilty as charged podcast for sure and certainly our our credibility and what we can do it's i I posted on twitter just a bit ago it's i'm almost emotional about the whole thing because it is my 10th year being a season ticket holder you know, going on 15 or so as a fan, which isn't long for some of our viewers. But for me, that's, you know, 
about half my life or more than half my life. And this is the first year they've finally been able to go all in. This is the first time I've seen a, a rookie contract with this team while I was a fan. And them going Khalil Mack, JC Jackson, and and even Austin Johnson, you know, all the things that they're doing. <laughs> and they still have their first round picks. Like it's awesome. It's a really great feeling as a fan. You know, we were excited last year with Staley and everything that he brought. And now to be able to take another year with this. And clearly it looks like keep, you know, keep everybody, most people intact and take a step forward as a franchise. I can't wait to be there on Sundays. Yeah, man, it's going to be an electric year for the Chargers, really a few years with all these guys coming across. And I mean, people kind of forget they had the second most pro bowlers in the league this past year. Now they're adding JC Jackson, Khalil Mack, and, and potentially another pro bowler or two. So uh, it's going to be great. Can't wait to talk about it with my guys. And uh, last but not least, Coupon Tom's gone fishing. We got Alex in here. I saw someone say that there's no victory pink going on, but it looks like there's a pink shirt to me. Yeah, Alex, how uh, you doing, there's... man? There's a pink shirt. There's a little bit of uh, a glass that definitely contains water beside me. Th this is a victory <laughs> day. Uh, just in general, uh, we got JC Jackson. Uh, the Chargers are going balls in and uh, we're we're good. Uh, and so now, I mean, Super Bowl, I feel I feel pretty good about <laughs> JC Jackson. It, it was just weird that it was this way the whole time that the Chargers were the team for JC Jackson. They front loaded that contract. Uh, and got him and didn't really feel like there was ever another contender for him. So it's great to have uh, Mr. INT on the team, Derwin James's high school buddy. And uh, yeah, let's go get some wins. Yeah. So uh, to clarify something, there was a report from a New England guy. Um, Derwin and JC Jackson did not go to high school together. Ah. They just played on like a seven on seven team together in high school. Ah. So they know they know each other well. They've played each other. Holy shit. Tyler's mom coming out firing with the $99 super sticker. Let's go. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to clarify that. So uh, this is a great day to be a Chargers fan. Last week was, of course, a great week to be a Chargers fan. Um, Alex getting drunk off that fancy wine. I don't know, Alex. What are you uh, drinking today? I don't know if it's really fancy. It's what I can afford. But uh, <laughs> oh, wait, no, no, no. It's water. No, what are you getting? okay <laughs> you just go out to like the river and just like get some water and just whatever hallucinogenics are in there you just go with yeah. it <laughs> yeah perfect <laughs> that caribbean water just hits different i guess mm. um but yeah we're gonna talk about everything surrounding the jc jackson thing what this means for asante samuel jr uh michael davis of course and, and what this can do for the draft and then uh of course we'll talk about the austin johnson signing take some questions along the way so really excited for it but uh, you know, I have to say I had some fun with it. And of course, there were a lot of people kind of dunking on me today. But man, I honestly never thought that this was going to happen up until about a week ago. Um, you know, at the combine, it, really up until the combine, it seemed like all the intel was pointing towards the Patriots keeping JC Jackson or at least franchise tagging him. Very similar conversations from what I could tell between uh, Patriots insiders and JC Jackson as to what was happening. With the Chargers and Mike Williams, it was kind of franchise tag, if not extend, and there's no way you can possibly let him walk. So, um, you know, I will take an L on that one. I, I always feel like I do a good job of owning my mistakes. I thought there was zero chance that this was happening. And then the Chargers go out and spend big. They swing for Khalil Mack and uh, get a five-year, $82.5 million deal for J.C. Jackson to pair with uh, Derwin James, Asante Simon Jr., Michael Davis, and all these guys. And I've been skeptical of it. I did not think it was going to happen, but I cannot wait to see this group come together. And I have never been happier to be wrong in my entire life. 
maybe better than when Justin Herbert uh, was drafted. But uh, yeah, very, very excited to see JC Jackson uh, be a charger today. It is fantastic. I mean, for all the reasons that we've talked about, and I'll actually bring up Arjun's graphic real fast here. Um, for those who are watching, in blue is JC Jackson way up there in the upper right of the graph, which is generally usually a good thing when Arjun's making graphs. And if you look at everybody else in orange are the other targets that could have maybe gone after or reported to go after. James Bradbury over here, Tarverius Ward, Darius Williams, Steven Nelson, all down here. Chris Harris Jr., Michael Davis on the team last year. They're down here and all by himself, way over here, being good, zone coverage, man coverage, JC Jackson. It is just, it's such a good feeling to have a corner like that. Not that we haven't before. Like we've had Casey Hayward before and he's been fantastic. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, JC Jackson joining the team. Yes, now you have your true shutdown corner, supposedly, and, and hopefully. But you also let everybody else have, like everybody else on the defense, or at least the two corners, get a boost themselves. I think Asante Samuel Jr. playing on the inside yes. is great. Like I think that's a, a really good, that's a benefit for him for sure. And Michael Davis not being a, a CB1, but a potentially high upside CB2, I think is perfect. He's not breaking the bank. I think him in that role is going to be fantastic. If you want to move him around a little bit more, you know, you can do that too. Whatever it is, I just think it's, yes, it's great to have JC Jackson, but it's such a great boost for the rest of the defense as well. And then, of course, the offense. The, the three teams that were top three in points per game this year, I forget what the order is, but I think it's the Cowboys, the Bills, and the Buccaneers. Those guys all had more than 180 drives this past season. The Chargers, I think, ended up with 169 on the year. Just getting them another 10 drives is going to make such a... They finished fifth in the league in points per game, despite the fact that they were way below most of the rest yeah. of the league in in total drives on the season. And so them getting more, potentially you know, more eight interceptions out of JC Jackson, seven of them, six, five, that would still be better than what they had last year and better than what they've had in the last couple of years. So it's just perfect. It's going to make the offense score more. It's going to make the defense better. It's going to make the people around him better. And it's only 16.5 mil APY. I mean, come on. It's a fantastic move. I'm so excited. Yeah. And uh, $8 million cap it this year, which is is a great work by Ed McGuire. So can you put that uh, back up, by the way, really quickly? Um, Herm Dogger with the, the super chat here. Is this a prevent defense, prevent the other team from having the ball? The answer to that question is yes. Um, Arjun, for our uh, people who are going to listen to this, can you kind of explain the graph here that uh, you posted earlier and that Tyler was just kind of talking about? Yeah, so the graphic is looking at um, every cornerback with at least 450 uh, coverage snaps, looking at their passer rating allowed in man, uh, which is the x-axis and the their yeah pass rating allowed in zone which is the y-axis sorry the x-axis is a little bit cut off on the screen but um yeah no but jc jackson i mean the dude has the second best passer rating allowed in zone which you know brandon Saley says he, don't, he doesn't want to play zone but to beat up on bad teams you need to be able to play zone and then he has like i think the third best uh pass rating allowed versus man which is like absolutely insane you're getting the second and third you're getting the guy who's ranked second and third in pass rating allowed in man and zone i mean you can play any coverage you want as long as he's on the field you can trust him to lock up number one receivers like that is that's huge and like casey hayward never really traveled with receivers if i remember correctly so like 
as much as as much as he was a number one guy for Gus Bradley, I mean, this is a true lockdown number one with all the stats to back it up. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I think. Oh, Sorry, yeah, go just, ahead, Alex. I was just looking at this graph, and I mean, a lot of people talked about Trevon Diggs this year, and the whole rap on him is, you know, he's going to get a ton of takeaways, but also kind of give you some bad man coverage. And I mean, you kind of compare where he is on this graph to where J.C. Jackson is, and that that kind of checks out, right? So you're kind of getting that great, um, you know, man coverage that someone like Casey Hayward would give you and getting great zone coverage um, and the amount of takeaways that someone like J.C. Jackson is going to have creating more possessions uh, is just insane. And so for the Chargers to get all of that kind of in one fell swoop, moving Michael Davis down to CB2, which is, you know, very reasonable for him, pushing Asante Samuel Jr. down, um, or not down per se, but moving him to the slot as opposed to the outside now. Um, I think that's a great move and, you know, they'll have to work on the, the bottom of the quarterback depth chart. Cause uh, Tavon Campbell, uh, <laughs> for, for all of his inclusion in tweets is not it. <laughs> um, but you know, for, for what it is right now, this is really good. And you can add on to it in the draft or once they cut Belaga right. tomorrow, they'll have something like $15 million in cap space that if they want to go get some depth corners. They can. Um, so let's, uh, see how that plays out. But I mean, it's just impossible to not. Love the J.C. Jackson sighting, uh, you know, on its face value, too. Um, it just felt like this Brandon Staley defense. I mean, we saw it with Jalen Ramsey kind of at its uh, peak with the Rams uh, when he was the defensive coordinator over there. And it just felt like you need a true number one corner to really effectively run this defense, especially with the current problems that the Chargers have uh, defending the run. Like they just needed someone who with Derwin James, with Joey Bosa, is kind of going to be the uh, the alpha on that uh, back end of the defense. So, you know, for, for what J.C. Jackson is, it's impossible not to love it. And it, it just kind of adds to the whole arms race of the AFC West uh, and, and the receivers that he's going to be covering week in and week out as well. So um, impossible not to love the signing for the Chargers. And yeah, as this graph indicates, uh, very good analytically as well. Yeah, very good analytically. And this really, like, we know that Brandon Staley wants to be multiple. You know, he wants to be able to go into a game and say, you know, okay, I'm going up against Justin Jefferson. I need a corner that can go and, and guard him and do well against him. And obviously you have JC Jackson to do that kind of kind of stuff. And then you want to play some zone. You want to play more man. Like, it's this just gives him so many more options. We know that he liked Michael Davis's size against Darren Waller and Travis Kelsey. And and now you can have a, another guy who can hold up against Tyree Kill, who can hold up against whoever the Raiders sign or Hunter Renfro if you think he's that good. Like, you know, this just gives them so many more options on the back end. And like at the same time, you're going to have a pass rush to match it. So now you have these two bookend edge rushers who are just going to make life hell on quarterbacks. And now you have the secondary to really hold up on that same kind of level. So um, this is a, a great graphic. This is a great demonstration really of what JC Jackson is going to bring to this team. And, you know, I tweeted this out. I don't have the fancy graphics of course like that, but you know, in terms of ball production, there's nobody better than JC Jackson over the last two years. He got his hands on 20 passes this past season. Of course he had eight interceptions and he also had 12 pass breakups. And so when you're looking at these kind of corners, obviously you're looking for, you know, an efficient kind of cover guy, but when you can get that kind of ball production, you know, that's just kind of where you get this elite player and, you know, JC Jackson getting his hands on 20 passes, being this effective in man coverage, being this effective in zone coverage. It just feels like a slam dunk. And again, really something that I, I didn't think was going to happen, man. 
And, you know, we talked to Brad or I talked to Brad Arden, talked to Brad Spielberger. And, you know, we were hearing that the corner market was not going to be as robust as people were saying. And I never really felt like that was going to apply to JC Jackson. I thought that JC was going to be that kind of 19 million, $20 million type of corner. And now you get him for 16 million average per year, $8 million cap it in year one is just a slam dunk signing for the chargers. So I guess the question is, and it's for Arjun, you know, how did we get to 16.5? Why was it not any higher? Like, why wasn't it? Some people were thinking, you know, 20 to 22, obviously you projected 18 and a half or whatever. And so you were like, okay, you know, that's, and I thought that was the low end. I'm like, okay, great. 18 and a half. You know, obviously I trust your <laughs> yeah. predictions and you're usually dead on. And in this case, it stunned everyone at 16 and a half. So like without getting like too nerdy, like the like the con- the confidence interval that I had for JC Jackson, like where I like the range of outcomes was like eighteen to twenty two, and like I I didn't even think he was gonna go. I if I'm being like completely honest, I I didn't think he was gonna surpass Ramsey, but the word is from people I know is like the off field stuff really hurt him, and like there's just I think there was just too many reports saying he wasn't like that good of a guy. And like, he wasn't, I I don't think he was ever like a team captain either in in New England. And like, that's pretty tough to do when you're an undrafted free agent, but like, you know, you come to a team with, with proven leaders, like Derwin James commands the respect of everyone in the locker room. Like they can control him. But I, I, like I said, I am very surprised to see him come in at 16.5. And I really do think it was the off field issues, whether it was what he did in college or stuff he did with the Patriots and the Patriots. I mean, if you don't, if you think the Chargers don't leak stuff, like the Patriots leak jack shit right like you don't know what's going on in new england right so like there's a lot of stuff we don't know that could have happened between jc and bill belichick that is just behind closed doors so i think that definitely mm-hmm. decreases value but like i said i i am so surprised christian kirk is going to be making more than jc <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean geez i i was telling everyone just switch positions and go play wide receiver and go to jacksonville because oh my gosh um it's crazy so interesting because we had we were talking about tackles right in our in our tackle episode and i seriously but sort of joked that rasheed walker would be off of the chargers board because he stole a bicycle (laughs) and i you know i put a poll on twitter and you know hey what do you guys think he's off tom telesco's board and i think 80 percent of the chargers fans said yeah we're stealing a bicycle (laughs) because that's how they've operated that's how the chargers operate and so you know again like the whole background like at this point you know, he wasn't, he was found not guilty on the charges. And I do believe that like the Los Angeles Chargers, Tom Telesco, Brandon Staley, they did their homework. So at this point, I'm going to trust that they know what they're doing and they did their homework and that he's obviously very clean. But, you know, for them to go after JC Jackson and give him this contract, and especially if the off the field stuff was something that limited his his ceiling in terms of APY, that puts a lot of different things on the board for the Chargers and it puts things back on the table. I didn't know we're there before. If the Chargers wanted to go with Devontae Wyatt, a guy who I think two years ago had an incident, I also think was also found not guilty. I don't recall. Um, So I thought he would be off the board for them. And this might change things at that point. And so, you know, it definitely is a a change for the Chargers. I think we talked about it on on the preview show. You know, they don't take short tackles, but they took Rashawn Slater. You know, they don't um, make big changes and big, big swings, but they went with Corey Lindsley and then Khalil Mack. They don't take guys that have any indication that maybe there's something off the field. 
They just went with JC Jackson. It's a very, very different regime this time around. And, you know, character being the most difficult one to place because that, that's very different than, you know, some other things. But the Chargers just really, really are a different franchise this time around with Brandon Staley. And I think it's all for the better. Yeah, and I do think this has been building, right? Like they went after Tom Brady. They went after, Ur unfortunately, Urban Meyer. They were in that conversation. Um, you know, they get Corey Lindsley. Like this has been kind of building, I feel like, over the last few years. And I really like how Rich Eisen put it if, uh, a couple of weeks ago. Maybe it was after the Kill Mac trade where this is just kind of like the melding of minds. It's the perfect time to strike. And, and the Chargers are trying to capitalize on Justin Herbert's rookie window. They're trying to capitalize on, you know, the LA market in general. So I really think this has been something that's kind of building, been building for this team. And obviously I did not expect to get, you know, Kilo Mac and JC Jackson on the, in the same week. Uh, but this is just a, a, a fantastic, you know, turn of events. And, you know, whether that turns into them, you know, being a little more open to taking on players with quote unquote air character concerns, you know, will will uh, be will remain to be seen. Obviously, if they take Devontae White, I think that's a, a clear indication of things are changing that on that regard. But uh, I, I do think this has been something to that has been building. And I uh, wanted to give a quick shout out to Jason A, as well as uh, where the other super chat go. There were a couple super chats. Tara Romero, shout out to the super chat. Of course, I mentioned. Uh, Tyler's mom. There was another one that I thought, I think I saw an, a super chat from Envy Talent, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I can try to go through and, and look if you're, you want to host. Just being super slow. Super. So I have, I'll, I can just shout him out or throw it up real fast. So Jason A with a $27 super chat, 27 for JC Jackson, I believe. That's awesome. Nice. Uh, Herm Dogger um, with a question that we can get into later, but thank you for that one. Uh, Tara Romero says, bolt up. Thank you very much. If it's Tara, I apologize. Uh, Shyf has definitely contributed here before. Uh, we'll get to that question in a bit. A lot of questions, guys. I promise we'll get to them. We we have to talk about 27, by the way, um, <laughs> because now that JC Jackson is a Charger, I am demanding that Tom Telesco via executive order, whatever he has to do, you got to get 27 off of Josh Kelly and you got to give it to JC Jackson. If you have to cut Josh Kelly, that is a risk I'm willing to take in this scenario. <laughs> we got to give him his number. If he wants to wear seven like Trevon Diggs and do the single digit thing, that's fine. It, that's his own thing. But if he wants 27, you get it done. Yeah, for sure. I think someone hinted that he would get, he'd go back to single digits, like nine. No, not nine, seven. Well, you can get rid of nine too. Uh, but I think number seven or something like that. So he, he could go to single digits. Whatever he picks, stick with it for five years. I can't get your jersey and then switch again in two years. <laughs> Whatever he picks, also just cut Josh Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but he picked 26 now we're still cutting you sorry no yeah, room. honestly uh so people are saying something about sebastian joseph day he tweeted a, a gif of him dancing and then a picture of him smiling so i'm guessing that news is coming soon enough but man's probably about to get a big bag so good for him i don't know if that's gonna be with us or not but you know we'll see in a couple minutes um yeah, so I wanted to uh, dive in specifically where the Chargers can go from here with their $8 million cap hit for J.C. Jackson. I can't freaking believe it. Um, the contract numbers for Austin Johnson has not have not been released yet, so mm -hmm. uh, we're waiting to hear that. I uh, can't imagine he's going to be that expensive. Then again, I did think that Larry Ogunjobi wouldn't sign for $40 million today, so uh, right. we'll see how that one pans out, but 
Um, you know, where do we think the Chargers can go from here? Obviously, uh, Brian Bulaga has not been officially cut yet. Um, but as I've said a few times, he has a roster bonus that would be due to him on Friday if he is mm-hmm. on the roster. So uh, he's going to get cut. It's uh, it's going to happen. But uh, where do we think the Chargers can go from here? Um, I geez, specifically, I don't. Other than resigning their own guys, of course, I I do would I would like them to find an edge three at some point. Or I, I, do they believe in Chris Rump that much? I don't know. Um, I'm glad they have a defense. It sounds like Johnson's playing defensive tackle, so that's great. Um, I don't know at this point. Anybody else can go. Well, I mean, if we want to talk a little bit about Austin Johnson, I think that that probably wipes Justin Jones off the board. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't think they're going to be spending that money there personally. Um, as far as other things they can do, I mean, running back possibility if they want to go in some kind of like cheaper direction there or even if they wanted to shill out the money for Cordero Patterson, you know, that's theoretically still possible with 15 million post Balaga cut. Um but yeah, I I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of interesting directions they would go. As soon as uh, I saw Billy Turner cut today, that was kind of like, okay, you know, Green Bay offensive lineman cut. Tom Telesco is probably already on the phone. Um, so that, that that kind of is an interesting one, especially because of the problems they have at right tackle and, and the ascension of Turner the last two or so seasons in Green Bay getting better and better. So that seems kind of like a move the Chargers might take a swing on, and he's probably a little less expensive than like a Morgan Moses type player. So maybe you can kind of get some value there. But in general, I'll say they go after right tackle next, but I'm not super confident. It could they could really go any direction after Austin Johnson. Yeah, I mean, with the with the Austin Johnson signing, I mean, the defensive tackle market was really drying up quickly. I think this is kind of similar to, you know, what we saw them do after they missed out on Tom Brady, just make sure we get somebody that we really like somebody that can come in here and play some good ball. So, um, you know, Austin Johnson was somebody that I wanted the chargers to trade for last uh, at the, before the deadline. So this is really exciting for me. I think he's a really good player. I think he's a really solid veteran presence there. And there were only four defensive tackles last year that had more run stops than Austin Johnson and Austin Johnson was on a $3 million contract. So uh, he can play the nose. He can play the three tech. He can play the four eye. A little bit of a value signing in terms of, you know, what kind of player you're getting. I don't think he's necessarily an outright starter per se, Um, but think of him as a Christian Covington on steroids, if you will, you know, somebody that can come in and really make a difference in that regard, be a reliable starter. Uh, I still think this would put Akeem Hicks on the table. I still think, you know, I, I mentioned Sebastian Joseph Day. I still think that would allow them to sign him still. Um, but Austin Johnson is a really effective veteran player, um, you know, kind of in the defensive line mold of Ode Abushi, somebody that I think is has kind of come into his own over the last few seasons after not necessarily working out. Um, but I, I'm a big fan of this signing, depending on what kind of numbers we're looking at. Um, so I agree with Alex. I think we could see, you know, right tackle. I think we could see another interior defensive lineman. And I, I do still think this would allow them to go after Akeem Hicks or Sebastian Joseph day, depending on the numbers specifically. I think the one interesting point was, you know, from our source is that because they traded for Mac, they'd go to the secondary because you have Mac and because you went after the secondary, 
So he said, because you traded for Mac, now you can focus on the secondary. And I was surprised to hear that tackle was the other thing that he mentioned. So I think Alex could be spot on there that they go after right tackle next after finding a, I don't say bargain bin free agent in Austin Johnson, but kind of, they're not a market setter sort of guy. So I think at that point, yeah, I think right tackle is totally in play and some guys have definitely become available. Uh, I want to make a quick point about Austin Johnson, uh, which I mean, I think is just a great value signing. And we talked about how the composite rankings kind of like generate really good buzz for him. Uh, he ranked third of 19 eligible defensive tackles who played 300 run defense stops last year uh, in terms of run stop percentage, uh, which I think is really good. And yeah. do you want to take a guess as to who was 19th out of 19 on that list? Uh, uh, Jerry Tyler. Tillery. Jerry Tillery? Yeah. It was Jerry Tillery because he sucks. <laughs> but Austin Johnson, better than Jerry Tillery. Yeah, better than Jerry Tillery, better than Austin Johnson for sure. Um so somebody um, gave a super chat question asking about Teron Armstead. Um, Teron Armstead is one of the best left tackles in the league. He's going to be a left tackle for somebody else, and the Chargers already have for Sean Slater. So uh, don't think that's uh, in the cards. Lyle Collins is out there, right? He, if he actually ends up getting cut, he's going to sign for you know, 15, 16 million plus APY. Like He's a really, really good right tackle he's still young still has a ton of value i honestly have no idea what the cowboys are doing with lyle collins there but i don't think either of those are options to me you know i think you're looking at morgan moses who arjun and i kind of talked about on our mock free agent episode you're looking at billy turner you're looking at scott questenberry's brother david you know that kind of signing i think there's there's enough quality right tackle options daryl williams is another one that was released today so the right tackle market is is going to be an interesting one to keep an eye on tomorrow because there really, really wasn't any movement at all. And now you have more names to add to that market. So uh, I, do, I do think that right tackle is absolutely in play, just not Lyle Collins, not Armstead, somebody expensive like that. Yeah, that's completely fine by me. And I think if the Broncos do go after Collins, which is you know good for them, yada, yada, that is smart by them because this draft is – the right tackle group where they're going to be is probably not that great, depending on what happens. And the quarterback group certainly is not going to be that great. So getting Wilson, getting Collins, rather than finding some quarterback and maybe hoping that one of the better right tackles is there, it's much better for them. So good for them. That offensive line still needs a lot of work, man. <laughs> yeah. As much as I as much as I like Garrett Bowles because of where he went to college, he, he's not exactly an elite tackle. Um, you know, I, I think you have Quinn Miners, maybe something special there, but uh, yeah, that offensive line still needs work. Where'd he go to college? Uh, he went to the University of Utah, man. Oh, interesting. Oh, uh, yes, <laughs> but uh, also overcame the foster care system. He didn't play, he didn't play football until he was a senior in high school. So, there's a really cool story there. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Somebody is saying that Rappaport tweeted about uh. He was on oh a God. show and said that he thinks Collins is going to be cut and the Broncos are in the mix. That's what I'm seeing. Oh, okay. So I don't see like anything. Yeah, definitive I, here. I, I think he said the Collins cut thing earlier today and that Cowboys probably won't be able to find a trade, but we'll gotcha. see. Man, the, the Jaguars are just spending all kinds of money. They're just signing I, I Zay know. Jones. <laughs> what on earth? Who? Wait, who did they, who did they sign? Zay Jones, the, the Raiders oh. guy. Oh God! Would they pay him eighteen million? <laughs> Three years, Eight. thirty million dollars. Oh my God! It's, tw it's, it's twenty-four. Twenty-four, but going up to, up to thirty. So yeah. like, 
Yeah, or yeah, up to 30, my bad. Yeah. Uh, that's a lot between Zay Jones and Christian Kirk. <laughs> um, In a receiver-heavy okay. draft. I yeah, like I would just rather it, have yeah the the draft or also DJ Chark. Yeah, so and I mean they it seems like they've kind of boxed themselves into going Hutchinson because they just got um, Scherf today, and so then they franchise tag Robinson. So I, they could still go Neil, but it seems like they'll go Hutchinson. Um, and I don't know what they're going to do in the second round, but I I'd rather take a wide receiver in the second round than go with Jones and Kirk for an average annual value of like 30 million combined. Um, <laughs> but, but that is what it is. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like I don't mind Christian Kirk as a player. I think he's fine, but that's, that's an awful lot for him. It is. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm anxious to see right now, obviously the numbers for Austin Johnson, and then we can kind of go from there with what the chargers are, are looking at. Um, you know, Daniel Popper tweeted out that after the Brian Blaga cut, they should have around 15, 16 million dollars of effective cap space. So, um, Arjun, how do you think the uh financials of the tackle market kind of play out tomorrow? Um, good question. I, I mean, there wasn't like any big signing right a, t- a tackle yeah, there wasn't there wasn't like any movement on the offensive tackle market today. at all yeah there's some guards but but no offensive tackles okay i mean i i don't really like i think so with tackles i think they're all independent of each other if i'm being honest like unless someone side signs for for like an outrageous amount i think like most of the deals we'll get are, are pretty reasonable i i am curious to see where a guy like morgan moses goes or Riley Reef go because I think that will yeah. help to like speed up the process. But but like I, I don't know. I don't I don't really see Chargers addressing tackle until like late. Like I think they're gonna go like finish up this D line. Like I think next is gonna be either Hicks or or uh, or Joseph Day, if I'm being honest. Like he just put out the gritty emoji or whatever that he or the Jeff GIF. Like I think it's gonna be either Joseph Day or Hicks. And like I think what we saw last year with like, okay, Chargers, we're going to get Lindsley and Filer this year. Let's get Johnson or JC Johnson and then uh, get one more defensive guy. Like, I think they're going to go full rebuild on defense before they even address the offense because it was, you know, top five offense last year. So um, I think that's how it'll play out. Yeah, I could certainly see that. Oh, um, super wait. chat question here from uh, Jay Blue. Shout out to Jay. He's been a longtime supporter of the show. Uh, what do you guys think the Chargers do at linebacker? So uh, Tyler's been on top of the Kaiser White thing. Unfortunately, does not seem uh, like he's going to be back. I, f- I feel like we've kind of been talking about this. The good news is that he's not going to the Colts, so we can pencil that one away. Um, you know, if I were him, I would kind of stick in a, in a Vic Vangio defense, maybe go up to Seattle, replace Bobby Wagner, anybody? I think that might be good for him. Mm. Um well, uh, I just wanted to interrupt. We do have Austin Johnson contract numbers now from Jeremy Fowler. Uh, two-year deal uh, worth up to $14 million. Ooh, $14? Hmm. A little pricey. Okay, well, year one will probably be like like 4.5 or, or 5 or something. 5. Yeah, I would guess 5 and then... Dang. So, I mean, to be honest, if you're saying $7 million APY, you know, on our not that anybody cares except us he's right behind bj hill and like five or six spots above fatu kasi on our composite ranking so 
I mean, mm. Azikasi signed for ten million. Yeah. You know, um, Ogun, what the hell is his name? Ogunjobi. Thank you. Thirteen and a half. Where's the other one? Uh shoot. Where is it? Somebody else signed for ten million, didn't they? I mean, it's kind of just like another Linval Joseph contract, a little bit. Like, okay, like. my. My problem, my problem with Johnson there is like he's played six years in the league. This is going to be his, I think, third contract with Hill. This is his second contract with Fatu Kasi. It's going to be a second contract. I mean, like I don't know. Seven, seven, I'm not saying it's an overpay. I, I am curious to see how the how it goes. I think like four point five and and nine point five wouldn't be like too awful. And maybe they have an out after this year. But like I doubt they gave him that much. Actually, I, I don't know the the. Guys, the interior D line market was just like weird today. Like, I did not it expect it to like, like Brad yeah. was on the money with his Atukasi, uh prediction, like it right was, on the yeah. money. Uh, but like BJ Hill going for like that exact same thing was like was weird. I don't know. <laughs> Somebody tweet about Sebastian Joseph Day. Um, yeah, I mean seven seven million APY, and it does say up to fourteen. So you know that could be, you know, heavily incentivized or something yeah. like that. So I mean, that, I would guess it, it probably sounds like something like ten million guaranteed, and then maybe fourteen with incentives. I don't know, but yeah, ESPN reporters are not that good at reporting contracts. Let's be honest, <laughs> as we learned with the Mike Williams thing. Uh, I mean, frankly, ESPN about... reporters aren't like good at spelling. Um, in their dudes, they were Schefter is a mess. Schefter had like four typos today. <laughs> I'm still not over Schefter spelling Amari Cooper as Amari Copper, really. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think that's a a good deal. I mean, obviously, it's a friendly deal for Austin Johnson. I didn't think he would cost that much, but I'm okay with it. I think he's he's a really good player. Like I said and somebody that can come in and absolutely upgrade defensive tackle. So uh, we'll get back to Jay's question here about the linebacker position. Um, Tyler, if you wanted to add anything about Kaiser White, go for it. If not, kind of how do you see them addressing this position? Yeah, so for with Kaiser White, there's not really an update. We've been talking about him not being back. We just All that's happened at this point is just more conversation that, you know, while, while the door is not specifically completely slammed shut, you know, he wants to get that bag elsewhere, and the Chargers are certainly not going to give it to him. I don't blame him. Um, I will say the interesting thing I talked to him about was that if the Chargers had played another game in the postseason, he would have gone back to his normal snaps. For whatever reason, that game, they were trying to work all three guys in, um, but he thinks, you know, again, he might this might have you know, not been true, um, mm. but he did think that the next game, he would have gone back to his normal snaps. And then I asked him why, and he's like, I don't really know, man. Like your guess is as good as mine. So uh, <laughs> great. Uh, that's great for the defense, I'm sure. Uh, so, awesome. but yeah, it's a, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, he, he basically says they're in good hands Four linebackers, you know, apparently Eamon Ogbamba is going to be something special. You know, we saw Daniel Popper talk about that in your video, Steven, you yeah. specifically mentioned Eamon as well. So they apparently feel pretty good about him. Now, unfortunately, you know, they're asking, what do we do at linebacker in general? I think they just keep the guys that they have. Maybe draft one more guy on, on day three, but it's, it's you know, I don't think Tranquil can really be expected to be healthy. And, and same with Murray, to be honest. But I think Murray and Tranquil are your starters. Murray's your your key starter. Neiman's your special teams guy. Ogbon Bamiga's going to develop. Maybe find a guy later on or even as an undrafted free agent. But I think those four linebackers are your four. And they're certainly not giving up on Kenneth Murray. So, you know, the idea that they're going to draft one at 17 or in the third round, I, I don't buy that at all. Uh, unless Wait. we're going crazy, but I doubt it. 
Which which week did Kenneth Murray get COVID last year? Uh, I, it was later uh, in the season, right? I was think he, it was. I think it was. He the, was active for the Houston game. Did he miss the Steelers game? I no. felt like it was the Broncos game or something like that. I don't remember though. <laughs> Jason Greer says, "Tyler, can you please tell your insider friend that my friends and I would really like to grab State <laughs> Matt A. He's a field flipper." <laughs> uh, they don't make roster decisions. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah. I'm fairly confident they don't make those kind of roster decisions about punters. No. Um, and Richie, shout out to Richie. He said, "17 and 0, Mafraud sweating." Um, yeah, I, I know that this team has, you know, been at least semi-vocal about their support of Eamon Ogbong-Lomiga. You know, uh, Brandon Staley and Ronaldo Hill really spoke highly of him in, in training camp. Joey Bosa did as well. Um, and they kind of, I mean, they showed that, right? Like, it was not Nick Neiman that was the next up after the big three. It was Eamon. So, I know that they like Eamon. They could certainly give him an expanded role this this season. Um, we'll see what kind of what happens with Drew Tranquil in terms of his health and if he can stay on the field or not. And they're going to give Kenneth Murray some time, man. Like they're going to let him work through the growing pains from last season and hope that, you know, he has some good ball. So they, they believe in yeah. those three. Um, I, I would not be surprised if they drafted a, another one, um, you know, but they, <laughs> I will say the one position that Tom Telesco has done a good job of being proactive in has been linebacker. I feel like he always drafts one every single year. Uh, but you know, I, I don't think that they'll add a veteran at this point. I think it's right. going to be through the draft if they do add a, another body there. Yeah. Uh, so I, I just was curious because I looked up. Kenneth Murray did miss the Denver game uh, okay. at the end of the at the end of the year. So that kind of makes sense in terms of like why they were trying to work him back uh, in at the end of the year because then he came back and was healthy. Um, but yeah, it d- doesn't make sense why they played him over white because he's uh, objectively worse. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I, it does seem like they were trying to kind of do that. Uh, and then that's what became of that situation. But yeah, I, I don't know what they're going to do with linebacker. Really. It seems like they're kind of just going to let that one play out based on what they do in the draft. Uh, and obviously they'll kind of go forward with Murray and tranquil. I know there was some stuff about like Bobby Wagner coming to LA, but now it seems like Russ is trying to recruit Bobby Wagner to Denver, which is probably what's going to happen. Uh, so t- to me, it seems like uh, it, I don't think they're going to make like a big move at linebacker or anything. I think they're more focused definitely on right tackle running back, something like that. Uh, I also want to add, like, I like, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Staley gets another veteran corner. Like I, like again, I don't feel comfortable going into this next season with Tavon Campbell as as <laughs> CB four. Like nothing against him. It's just like we've, yeah, no. we've already yeah. seen now two years of him. Like and there's nothing to ex- like spell excitement outside of that one Chiefs game where he forced two fumbles. But you know, you learn that you don't listen to small sample sizes. Like you have to take the overall body of work. So. I mean, there's some interesting names. Like, you can get Kyle Fuller for, like, cheap, cheap now. And this is a guy that, like, everyone – and this I'm pretty sure Staley reached out to Fuller after he got cut last year uh, by, the, did, yeah. by the Bears. So, I mean, you could get him for maybe, like, four or five mil. Maybe, like, you, that could be another situation where you get him for super cheap and you just have incentives to boost up his overall value. Get him, like, one year, three year – or one year, three mil incentives up to five based on, like, playing time. Uh, incentives and stuff but like i i think they're staley understands the need 
for corners and for interior D line. Like I, like I said, I struggle to see how he doesn't invest like almost all of their resources in free agency into, into the defense. Yeah. And I think, you know, Campbell is CB4 is, is like, it's not an ideal situation, but you know, they were in on Kyle Fuller and so the Broncos threw basically $10 million at him. So um, that could certainly be, you know, a signing that they explore depending on the numbers wasn't super effective in Denver, but, you know, I think a veteran presence instead of Campbell would certainly be ideal. I think you could talk about a draft pick. You could talk about Mike Hughes from Kansas City, who was in Minnesota with Ryan Ficken for a couple of years. You know, th there are options that they have there. And I think absolutely bringing in some competition. Um, you know, there are some late round draft picks that I think make a lot of sense. Damari Mathis, who played for, who played at Pittsburgh, you know, have Alonse Taylor, who played in Tennessee, you know, where these Chargers coaches are, are tied to. So I, I certainly don't think they're done at corner. You know, they're not going to head into the season with this specific group with Kimon Hall as your fifth corner and Tamon Campbell. So Staley is going to be active there. And, you know, that's, that's a great thing, man. Like he, Tom Telesco drafted one corner under Anthony Lynn and Mike McCoy. And, you know, Brandon Slaley is going to get two in two years, most likely, and add uh, J.C. Jackson. So, um, you know, that's going to be something that is really good to see. I can't imagine they're in on Charvarius Ward at this point. Charvarius Ward is going to be, you know, in that 10, 11, 12 million dollar range. And they need to spend that money elsewhere. So um, I, I could see where Arjun is coming from. Absolutely. I do agree that a veteran would make a lot of sense. Uh, but they're not going to get another like Darius Williams or Dari or Charvius Ward kind of signing. I'm mildly curious because the corner market seems so low, at least with Davis and, and Jackson. Yeah, I'm curious how low Rasul Douglas contract is going to be. And if people just don't really see him as a legitimate corner one or two, like how much how much could you get him for? I'm a little curious there. <laughs> I mean, I, I certainly would not be opposed. He, he uh, there's definitely some inflation to his numbers and certain things like that. But I mean, he played in a very similar scheme in Green Bay. Obviously, he had the interceptions, but I'd rather have him than Tavon Campbell. So it is going to be interesting. I know there were some people kind of, you know, wondering about the free agent cornerback market in general. And of course, as Arjun was saying, the, the off field things kind of played a part here. But you know, Brad, uh, Brad had been saying for weeks that the cornerback market is not going to be as as lucrative as people were saying. And it's not just J.C. Jackson, man. Carlton Davis signed a 15 million APY deal to stay in Tampa Bay. Like, you know, in a normal offseason, that guy probably gets, you know, much more money. So much more money. Hello. A much larger cap hit. Um, I, I guess that works out. But, you know, it, it's not just J.C. Like, I think Stephon Gilmore is going to be go for lower than we expected as well. And, you know, that's something that Brad had been kind of harping on for the last month or so. Yeah, and I think it just kind of also shows like what people think of the, the cornerbacks in this class, too. Uh, and when we talk about uh, free, uh, not free agency, but the draft, rather, um, I think that people are going to be going after Sauce Gardner, Dirk Stingley, uh, you know, Andrew Booth and all those guys that we've been talking about. We just took Andrew Booth in our first mock that we did before all this started. And um, don't don't think that's going to be happening anymore. Uh, but, you know, I do think that there's going to be a lot of doors open to probably like five, six corners going in the first round. Uh, and so, you know, if that's the case, then I do kind of get why the corner market is a little bit more depreciated than maybe we thought going in. Yeah, and uh, that's a good point about the draft. I know some people were kind of asking about this. So 
we'll talk about some draft implications and then we'll take some questions and uh call it for today so uh tyler you kind of uh started this fire going man you said pencil in receiver at 17 do you think that's kind of actually where we're headed right now yeah i mean at this point i would and it would it would make sense based on where they are so they, they're clear on going corner and they must have thought that that market or the corners that were going to be there at 17 maybe not that great and you know the the edge rushers at that spot might not be that great so i think at this point they know the receiver class is really really solid i mean everyone's saying you know between 15 and 50 it's almost you know everyone's so close together there's only like 15 real top guys and that's kind of it everyone else is so close so i think the chargers not only are in play for a receiver at 17 i actually think that they again like well, they've never done this before they've never traded back sure but they've never done a lot of things that we found out today that they'll yeah. do that so i can see Very them trading true. back getting a receiver so they get the position that they want at receiver trade back get something back you know maybe not a second round pick obviously but anything back to have another pick and uh to replace the pick that they lost to trade for Khalil Mack if they did that if they traded for Khalil Mack then traded back took a receiver which is perfect that'd be a pretty good offseason so I think that's the best way to go Arjun any thoughts there yeah no trade back is definitely number one on my board like just accumulate more picks try to get you know the Khalil Mack trade uh pick back obviously you're not you're probably not going to get a second for anything but picking up an extra third like yeah. one of my favorite scenarios i just run through it on the pff like mock draft simulators just like trade down with the Steelers to 20 and pick up their 84 so you get an extra third and you know you have now now you have three picks back in the top 100 again like you just i think staley is going to break the mold that tom Celesco hasn't which is trading back and I think there's just there's a lot of value in, value there, um, but if, if they stick and pick at 17, I mean, I I would like to. I think receiver could be really fun getting Olave on the on the team, and you know, if it's not receiver, then probably tackle because right now they don't have a tackle. But even though I think they'll address it with some stopgap option, um, but either either one of those two would be would be good. And again, I wouldn't be opposed to Jordan Davis depending on how the rest of free agency goes. Yeah, I, I think my brain's kind of on wide receiver or defensive tackle right now. Um, I think CB and Edge have been kind of eliminated um, with the Mac and, uh, you know, JC Jackson moves. Obviously, if they get some value that is just like insane and they can't pass it up, that's one thing. Um, but to me, there, there's no way that they're going to go cornerback or edge barring, you know, something crazy happening. Um, so, uh, yeah, I would say wide receiver just to get another receiver who's going to be on a rookie contract for four years plus a fifth year option. I mean, that makes a lot of sense given the money that they've already shelled out to their receivers in, in Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. And then defensive tackle, I mean, makes a lot of sense too. They signed Austin Johnson. I don't think they're done at defensive tackle and free agency. I still see them kind of going after Hicks. We'll see what happens with Sebastian Joseph Day. Uh, as well but uh it, i mean they still kind of need more than that with jerry tillery being the only uh dt on the roster outside of austin johnson right now uh so you know i i, I could still see them going after jordan davis uh, devonta wyatt uh travis jones if they want to trade back uh, a little bit you know whoever is kind of there that could make sense for them but i would definitely say wide receiver or dt yeah i feel like that's that's kind of the case as well um you know, they Watson was Darren Watson was just traded to Sean Watson. Is that I accurate? I don't, I don't see it. I don't see anything. 
Y'all gotta stop he's, doing this in the chat, man. He's, <laughs> in the chat, he, he's man. meeting. He's everybody. meeting with. Isn't he meeting with the teams like tomorrow or like Thursday or something? Mm-hmm. Like it's not gonna trade before then. Uh, Chef Schefter did tweet a couple minutes ago that the Chiefs and Saints are interested in Jarvis Landry. Hmm. Yeah, uh, they can have Jarvis Landry. I'm not yeah. too worried about that. <laughs> Um, I do think that wide receiver is in play at 17. I mean, I, I still feel like obviously they could take a Jordan Davis there or they could take one of the edge rushers if they fall, um, you know, but wide receiver, man, like if they take Jamison Williams like that is just it's so tempting to me to get that kind of speed on the Chargers, even Chris Olave, who I feel like it would be a, a at least a more well-rounded route runner right now. But that's that next gear that Jamison Williams has is crazy crazy gifted so we'll see i definitely want them to trade back getting two extra third rounders would make so much sense for this team be able to get a right tackle a corner a safety whatever the case may be in those two third round picks would be fantastic so uh we'll open up for questions you guys uh so if we missed them earlier shoot them off now uh can't thank you guys enough for the uh super chats tyler's dad in here as well um Oh, the super sticker. Okay. Um, there was a question about the insider from Jason Greer. Jason, I don't really understand what you're asking here. Um, he's, so if you could clarify that in a later question, uh, that would be great. John Relly wants to know what we think about tight end specifically. Um, obviously, that market really dried up quickly. Um, there's not a whole oh, lot yeah. available to the Chargers in free agency. So, Alex, what do you make of... Uh, your guy, Zach Ertz, getting an extension, and where do you see the Chargers going from here at tight end? Uh, now that Zach Ertz has got an extension, I want no free agent tight ends. None of them. Uh, <laughs> all all bad. No good. Uh, and, like, Steven tried to sell me on, like, Eric Ebron yesterday, and I was just like, <laughs> no, no. Jared Cook, same thing. No. Unfortunately, they have a disability where their hands don't work. Uh, and so that that is a yeah. real challenge that they've had to deal with all their lives. But... Uh, I'm cool running it with Parham and Anderson and McKitty and just go from there. If you want to take a tight end on day two, day three, whatever they want to do, that's fine with me. Um, but at this point, I would be pretty out on all the tight ends that really remain. Uh, you can't really swing me on like Kyle Rudolph. Maybe you could swing me on OJ um, Howard. Other than that, I'm pretty out on everyone. <laughs> it's tough because... Uh, it's hard to gauge what the market's going to be because the three arguably biggest guys got, you know, tagged. And then, so Uzama got 6 million a year, which is a bit of a surprise. I thought he'd get a little bit more than that. Um, right, I, thought got, I, thought he, I thought he got eight. Wasn't it three twenty four? That's what I would have thought too. But I'm looking at, Oh, they didn't list it yet. That's why I, I saw Fowler. Fowler's at three twenty four or something like that. Yeah. never mind. They don't update it on over the cap yet. <sighs> I, I don't know. Like, I hope it's not Jared Cook. What was his contract last year? Was what? 4.5. incentives up to 6.5. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I mean, they're kind of setting it up for Jared Cook to come back. Uh, <laughs> that's where we stand with the tight end. I mean, uh, I, I guess in, in all seriousness, like, if you're asking me to take an L at one position, probably tight end like mm-hmm. <laughs> that's one where if, if you're talking about parham ascending and you're talking about anderson obviously kind of being good and mckitty playing more of a role 
then maybe you could kind of run it back with Cook and then, you know, start to diminish his role sort of like the Saints did in his final season when they had options kind of coming up the roster like that. Um, But yeah, no, tight end. I I don't like any of these options. I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate it if they brought Cook back, I guess, for the right amount of money. But uh, no, I'm I'm pretty out on all those top cap options. Yeah, I mean Gerald Everett is is the name that I would be okay with. I th- I think he kind of fits that slot flexibility that they like. Again, maybe that's kind of a younger version of Jared Cook with the drop issues. I think he had uh, six this past year in 2020, but or in two years ago in 2020, excuse me. Uh, but last year was kind of good for the Seahawks, and I, I think he's obviously not going there with Noah Fant and Will Disley, uh, you know, taking over there. But um, Gerald Everett really is the only other name. Jared Cook maybe that kind of happens maybe they draft a tight end um but i think with para mckitty and anderson i feel really good about that groom so um chris Mathy Mathy, is it true the chargers have considered a trade for locket uh no not anymore that's i no. never heard anything there no no locket what <laughs> Yeah, they did that come twenty million dollars. They're not paying Tyler Lockett yeah. seventeen or whatever his cap it is. Yeah. No, yeah, it's gonna be all rookie contracts from here out. Um, Supercharger two one nine seven over the cap does say that we tendered Storm Norton. Um, we haven't. I haven't seen anybody confirm that. Uh, I asked Daniel Popper I, uh... on Twitter the same thing, and he said he has not heard that either. Um, so I don't really know what is happening there. I, I would, I am very confident that Storm Norton is not going to be starting on this team and probably not even on the team come training camp. Having him as a training camp body, I think, makes some sense. But uh, again, have not heard any confirmation on Storm Norton being back on this team as of yet. The RFA deadline is what tomorrow, or is it Wednesday? Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday okay. Yeah, so Wednesday, the, the RFAs have to be tendered and the cuts have to be made. So, again, I know everybody's very nervous about Brian Malaga, but uh, he's going to get cut. They don't really have a choice at this point. What if he is the right tackle? Oh, Jesus. I, don't put that thought in my head. I, I, I also no thought... way, man. Yeah. I also thought it's possible, what if he retires? I don't, I don't know how that would work out contractually, but I don't think, you know, I mean, based on the amount of games he's played, I don't think that that's like that far off. I feel like he could. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know how, I, I mean, cap wise, I would assume it's effectively the same as cutting him, but I don't know. Arjun, what's the difference between retiring and, and being cut? There's no difference. It's, it's, it's treated the same. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I can I can confirm the uh, Storm Norton stuff. I asked our PFF's national reporter Doug Kide about it. He said he didn't hear anything either. So really don't know what the situation is there. So fancy. Well, Ty Long hasn't been tendered yet either. So you know we'll see if that one happens. <sighs> um, Bolt Brett asked a question. Shout out to Brett. Hope you're doing well. Uh, are there any other surprise cuts from the previous regime that we could foresee? I don't I don't think so. I mean, nothing that would save them money. Like, I mean, yeah, you could cut old draft picks, but like they're probably just going to be training camp bodies anyway. Like, even if you wanted to cut like an old bad draft pick. So to me, I, I think that they just 
run it back with pretty much everyone minus Balaga. Um, I think the more thing to pay attention to there is the RFAs that probably won't be brought back. Um, but I don't think there's any going to be real surprise cuts. I, I don't know if any of them really count as surprise cuts. Like Elohi Gilman being cut based on how much homework they've done on the safety group at the back end of this class. So that wouldn't surprise me. So you'd have Mark Webb, one of those draft picks, and then your two starting safeties. They'll carry four again. That wouldn't surprise me. Um, Easton Stick. I mean, there's no like surprise. Yeah, there. but that, Josh, that's what Josh I'm saying. Kelly's probably yeah. like a surprise because he just yeah. got selected. That, that's kind of what I'm saying, though, is like, I feel like all those guys would be cut after training camp or something like that. Like they just wouldn't make the final roster as opposed to getting cut now because they don't really save the Chargers any money because any mm-hmm. anybody you're replacing them with is going to cost the same. Hmm. That's really it. Yeah, over over the cap doesn't really show any value on anyone besides Balaga, so it, it really is just him. Yeah. Um. Dime Time said Mac tweeted eyeballs at SJD. I mean, I people guys that. up at that. I hate it. Please stop doing the eyeball thing. First of all, I can't participate. <laughs> Second of all, I. Like it's just he didn't even do it. That's that's the stupid thing. He never he didn't even do it. So yeah, the last tweet that Khalil Mack has is some tweet about him starting a wine venture or whatever, like two months ago. He he hasn't tweeted anything. Well, uh moving to LA will be good for him on that regard then. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Send some wine to Alex. Khalil Mack wine. (laughs) As Alex takes a sip of water. Of water. Confirmed just, water. Just water. H2O. Um, <laughs> uh, Chorizo Compapas wants to know if... I uh, love that name, by the way. Uh, is Honey Badger completely off the table now? Uh, yes. I think they'd have to do some serious restructuring to uh, make that kind of work. And then still be able to add defensive tackle, right tackle, yeah, running back. So, yeah. I think it was a pretty, I mean, it seems like what it was, was just, it was going to be Jackson or Matthew. Um, yeah. If they couldn't get Jackson and let's say the Raiders paid like $80 billion for him. Or just a day to the Chargers. <laughs> no way. What? 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 No oh way. Ah! Are you serious? And only- <laughs> <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Three years, $24 million. What? That's spot on. So Pro Football Focus had him at $8 million. Projection, so that's amazing. Wow. <laughs> Eight mil a year. Ah. Whoa. So in Sebastian Joseph Dan Joseph Day's like thing he was doing, I think he was like at this at one point. He's doing the so that would be like well, the eyes. I, see, I, that, thought that the gritty, I thought the gritty meant he was going to the Vikings or something like that because that's what they do over there with Justin Jefferson. But no, uh it, it, yeah, Wait, no, can we, he's a charger. Can we... Can we get some props for Brad in the chat? His contract on PFF oh, is literally on. three years, 24 mil, 15.5 mm-hmm. fully guaranteed. Like, no, oh my dead on. gosh. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So there's your, there's your, you know, so if Hoka's not, yeah, saying. see, they're going to, they're going to build his D line. <laughs> no wow. more, no more Cox love, baby. We're, we're all <laughs> on the best of day. This is okay. <laughs> this is awesome. This is how, yeah. this is how we needed this off season to go. Okay. <laughs> Eight mil. Okay. 
Yes. and BJ Hill got 10. Dude. just a big eight. So I, I said this before. Sebastian Joseph Day was my number one interior defensive line tackle choice. Like this, this yeah, is no, this so is... huge for the Chargers. This man was on pace to lead the entire league in run stops. Now you have Austin Jones, Austin Johnson, who was tied for second. Now your defensive line group is cooking, man. Like this is such a great start to free agency. Alex is officially not drinking I, water I think anymore. This calls for no <laughs> water. This is a pure wine gutter night, baby. Oh my gosh, man. This is, dude, in terms of stopping the run, you get Khalil Mack, oh Joey Bosa, God. Sebastian Joseph Day, Austin Johnson. Now you're cooking. This is so, so huge for the Chargers issues. And now you get you have JC Jackson. Oh my gosh, man. This is yeah, this is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> you know, with, with Sebastian Joseph Day and with Khalil Mack and JC Jackson, the Chargers finally spent more on their acquisitions than the Jaguars did on Christian Kirk. So congratulations. <laughs> uh, we finally, did it. We did it. <laughs> so uh, where's the composite for Sebastian Joseph Day? So Sebastian Joseph Day, number one in run stop rate among all the interior defensive linemen we have that were free agents. And then Austin Johnson, number two in run stops in the year. That's not bad. That's not bad, man. That's not bad. So uh, Sebastian Joseph Day gets $15 million guaranteed of his $24 million. Look, if... I know, I know. Drafting Jordan Davis is redundant at this point. But if they draft Jordan Davis and roll out a, a D line of, of Mac Bosa, Johnson, Davis, and Day, that's a dime. Like you're, you're no, you're running nickel, zero linebackers, and you're just, yeah, yeah. You're just saying we're gonna beat you up front. Like, oh my gosh. I yeah, what? I think I'm pro Jordan Davis at 17 now. Just, just go full just with for the it. sheer and, yeah, yeah. factor of looking Are, at it. Yeah. Yeah, our linebackers suck. Just 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 do it all on the defensive line. Just make them completely irrelevant. <laughs> man. Oh my gosh. This is amazing. What a day, man. What a day. Woo! This defense is gonna be absolutely electric next year and going forward. This is just this is amazing. I, I I'm so happy. So okay, so now D line's kind of complete. Now you just go for depth. I mean, you got to get another yeah. corner. Probably got to get another edge player, like Tyler said, edge three. Well, right, probably right want tackle. one more. Yeah, right tackle, and then one more D tackle, and then I mean, if you like, look, if you get Justin Jones back on like a deal under like three point five APY, like that's solid, and like they could probably yeah. structure it to where like he doesn't get that much. He gets like thirty percent of his contract this year, and then he gets like seventy percent of it next year with an out after this year, like. What what a just amazing day. Just a great day. So Ari uh, Mayorov, my sports update, just tweeted, the Chargers moves over the last week. Resign Mike Williams, acquire Khalil Mack, get JC Jackson, Sebastian Joseph Day, and Austin Johnson. What a haul. I seem, I seem to recall a, a certain uh, reporter saying that the Chargers were not going to be aggressive in free agency. <laughs> Why am I the only one who's not harping on that? Why am I the only one who isn't giving that guy shit? <laughs> Suck my dick, Boltbeat. This is <laughs> this is crazy. Alex is uh, turning up right now. I love it. Wow. And he's only 26. Like, no, this, this guy is, is on the ascension. Yeah. Like, this is wow. Yeah. No, this is fantastic. I mean, it's 
I get it. Like then, obviously Hicks is out at this point. I would assume, but I we'll keep saying that until but things keep happening. Uh, wow. I mean, you, like, you need to stop the yeah. run. You got the guy's number one in run stop rate. Like that was that simple. <laughs> They're just like that one. Like you know? there's there's right and wrong ways to build a team, and I think the Chargers are doing it the right way. Like I, even if you think they might have overpaid for Mike or whatever, like this is the right way to build a team around a quarterback on a rookie deal. Like I'm not gonna name any franchises because I, you know, I'm I do want to work for the NFL one day, but like there are some teams who have not built their team the wrong way, the right way. And like I think the Chargers going all in on offense last year, all in seems seemingly all in on defense this year. I mean, that's just what a what a first day of free agency, and I, I'm sure they're not even done yet. What? Oh my God, Brandon Staley, man! Like him, he's like he gets to the the building and he goes, "We want corners, and we're going to be good in the trenches." And what does he do? J.C. Jackson, Asante Samuel Jr., you know, Corey Lindsley, Rashawn Slater, Matt Filer, possibly at this point, Odia Bougie, Akeem Hicks, or excuse me, not Akeem Hicks, Sebastian Joseph Day, Austin Johnson, Khalil Mack. I, I mean. It's just he's very transparent with us too, but he's also not a liar. Like he definitely walks and talks all the same. Like he's this is what we want, this is where we're going to be. While we're here, I'm gonna be a trenches team and I'm getting corners. And so far, and just <laughs> this, like, oh my gosh, we just hit a thousand. We have a thousand people. Take here. a picture. Ah! We Shit. did it. Hell yeah. Happy us. We did it. Thank you. I was waiting Man. for that. I'm so happy. Man, we got lots of super <laughs> chats in here. Free I don't, I don't think like, what up Herm dog. Like, like, that's um, what I'm talking about. Unless, oh, yeah. unless Justin Herbert gets hurt, this will be the ultimate chargering to, to miss the playoffs. I'm sorry. I don't care how good this division mm-hmm. is. The chargers have the most talented team in this division, top to bottom. Like I, you could dispute they me. Arguably it, did last year. They just couldn't. Yeah. Like... The, I mean, the depth obviously is still an issue, but like, yeah, come on. Like this is the, the, the offseat, the OTA hype, it's it's happening in March, guys. Like this is like another level of like of hype. <laughs> I can't. Oh, this is. No, this is I beautiful. think like objectively, you looked at you look at all the Chargers' issues, right? And you know they they were bad on third down. So what do you do? You get an elite corner. You get an elite pass rusher. You solve that issue. They didn't create enough turnovers. Again, you get the elite corner, the elite pass rusher. You can't stop the run. You get two of the best run stuffing defensive tackles on the market. This is, this is a complete haul. As Frank Blakely said in the super chat, Staley needs to hold my beer at immediately. And I do agree with that, man. Like he is doing everything that he wants and changing the reputation of this team in his second off season. Like this is an absolute home run to start free agency. And it was started by getting Cleo Mack, man. Like this is insane. I've never seen anything like this from the chargers and I can't wait to see how all of it pans out. Man, I, okay, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna be holding the receipts that the Chargers just because they had a 26 or bottom five defense last year that they're gonna be bad this year, like we didn't have the most cap space. Like Brandon said, <laughs> is not a smart ass coach. Like, and they on. still have all their first round picks. Like they can go take some more swing. <laughs> they can trade away next year's first or something. Well, not really. They're probably stuck at this point. But dang, like this is man. Uh, okay, so obviously Akeem. So. I'll just throw this out there. Akeem Hicks is probably not going to sign at this point. So I don't know if Steven, you want to talk about anything or. Yeah. So the, the change that we had heard was uh, that Jay Rogers, the outside linebackers coach, AKA 
Hakeem Hicks, former position coach, was going to be switching back to defensive tackle position coach, and that Giff Smith, who coached the defensive line, defensive tackles this year, was going to be back working with specifically with Joey Bosa and whoever the Chargers added in that regard. So um, the source that we had said that they were specifically switching Jay and Giff back to kind of their original positions was to directly point it towards free agency as a way to say, hey, like we're going to go get some of Staley's guys. And the exact quote was, wouldn't be surprised if that meant Hakeem Hicks specifically. So um, maybe that can still happen, man. I, I still think that that is, is heavily incentivized here. Maybe GIF is more comfortable working with pass rushers. And maybe Jay Rogers is more comfortable working with defensive tackles. Now he gets to work with two of, uh, well, not Austin Johnson is even a stately guy. He's just, you know, somebody that's really good. And then Sebastian Joseph Day is a stately guy. So um, that was the change that we heard that Jay Rogers was going to be back to defensive tackles. And it was specifically in free with free agency in mind. So um, I'm, I think that will be announced over the next few weeks or so. Um, but who knows? Maybe Hakeem Hicks is not ruled out completely if he's able to, uh, you know, have a low cap hit. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, shoot. I want, I'm curious what their cap hit is for this year. So Mike Williams is 14. JC Jackson is eight. Um, <laughs> Arjun, you think uh, Austin gets 4.5? That's what I have. Okay, so 26 and a half. And then what do you think Joseph Day is going to be? Six. Could be five or just a day six, uh, probably like I, I think like 5.5. 5. I think okay, so let's say like low. let's say those, those, all these additions are 31, 32 mil a year or in 2022. Khalil Mack is 17, something like that, 17 and a half. Sorry, I, I wasn't, I was sorry. What was you're good? Again? What's Khalil? <laughs> so, oh, Khalil's between everyone, yeah, 10, I think. No, 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 fifth. Um, oh shit, we're back up to 1029. Let's go. What's yeah, what's what 1100 was or bust? Get us to 1100 and we'll something else will happen. <laughs> DJ Blade Runner in the chat brings up a good point, though. Like, I know they're not really necessarily having to win this year, but like next year's first rounder could be at 32. Like, regardless, it's going it to be, be based on what they're doing, you know, 28 to 32. Like, it should realistically be in that range. So if you want to give up next year's first, I don't think that'll happen. But if it comes down to it in the middle of the season and they really need a right tackle and someone's available or or whatever, you know, yeah. it, it's definitely possible. <laughs> it's very low value cost. Interesting. Alex, that uh, the video you tweeted of the guy being like raised over the house or whatever, the Chargers just tweeted that and had Tommy Telesco over the uh, like written atop the guy. Oh, cool. All right. Well, cool. I guess I guess I'm getting noticed a little bit, but thank you. <laughs> so I, I would say like, oh, so good. It, yeah, no, like the, the biggest takeaway is I think they're going to head into the draft with BPA as the thing. Like they don't have any yeah. like last year's yeah. okay, left tackle or third corner, like the either slaughter or third corner or yeah, third corner, like outside corner. Now, I mean, like outside of right tackle, which we literally have no idea, like, is there a big hole on this roster where like they have to address it in the first round? And, like, I think the answer is no. no. And I, th I still think 
as if they get just a veteran guy who has some durability, like right tackle isn't as important mm-hmm. as like if we can get a game changing wide receiver. Exactly. Three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would love for them to get something middle tier at right tackle. Like if if they have to cut a corner somewhere, if it's right tackle being an average guy and that's better than being dead last, that's fine. Like you can't be perfect everywhere. And to be able to go out and get oh man like yeah oh man this is this is awesome i'm i'm so happy with all of this i'm happy yeah, it happened where's lombardo's tweet man like he's getting out of <laughs> he's destroyed right now like, we get to 1100 on the stream i'm finishing the bottle <laughs> oh, <shit. Do> it. <laughs> well alex is the one the only one of us that drinks so uh you know he's got a drink for all all four of us yeah that's right you um, can't drink yet arjun huh no, I, I've never drank in my life. I'm under 21, you know. You've never drank in your life. Oh. I'm, I'm under 21, grid, man. Like we got, oh, we got under 21. Half the big, podcast has never had a drink of alcohol in their life. Big it's man cold. on the Michigan campus has never drank. I don't know about that one. I, I'm just putting it like it is. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Getting back to the tackle point, like I think at this point. Maybe Morgan Moses off the table. We'll kind of see how that one's out. But I mean, Billy Turner, David Questenberry, like they'll have options there. Um, they could, you know, get Max Mitchell or Abraham Lucas potentially in the draft. And I, I think that um, that's a good spot. And then you have Ode Bougie potentially coming back. And these breaking news things in the chat are just tripping me out. Um, no, I uh, am not shaving my beard for anything. The Chargers would have to do some unspeakable things like winning the Super Bowl for me to consider shaving. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Chargers offensive line is in good shape, man. Like they just, they just need serviceable at right tackle. And I think they'll be able to get that in free agency. Um, I'm, I still think Ode could come back and provide some competition at the very least for Brandon Hymas. So I'm not worried about the offensive line. I think Brandon said he knows, like he said over and over again that he wants to be a trench team. And <laughs> <laughs> he just got Khalil Mack, Sebastian Joseph Day, and Austin Johnson. So uh, I, I think we're in good shape there. Okay, we're 11 away from 1,100. I'm just saying that uh, Alex can keep track for you. <laughs> Whatever happens. Come on, we need track. 11 more people. 11 more Bring people. your friend. Get your dog. Like Open up your iPhones <laughs> and your laptops and whatever. Um, but seriously, how much cap space do we have left? I don't like, know. Are, are we the Saints now? It's not my money. It doesn't matter. Keep <laughs> Look, signing people. The, I need the, the dopamine. The the biggest edge in football is having an elite quarterback on a rookie deal. Mm-hmm. So the Chargers yeah. are literally just exploiting the shit to the max. Oh, totally. same with the like Bengals. Kind of had their own shit earlier in the in the day. Like they also, I'll, I'll give them credit. Like they made some moves where it's like they didn't overspend. They got guys who can play. Who were definitely upgrades mm-hmm. over what they had last year retained bj hill who was you know kind of key for them let hogan joe be walk and get a really high price on the open market i mean they did it the right way also i just think the chargers are have i think i think they're better so uh and they've you know and they have better they got better guys in free agency so um daniel popper said after the bulaga cut they would have around 15 and that was um before obviously Sebastian Joseph Day got signed, so so if we if say Joseph Day, Day has six, then that would be nine. 
Yes, Roughly. we can still get Tyron Matthew at this rate. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we just have a... to restructure a couple contracts and money launder a little bit. <laughs> we can do it. Just money launder. Breaking. I'm fucking pumped. Yeah, Justin Timberlake. Same. <laughs> Justin Timberlake is in the chat. <laughs> yeah, we got Pat McAfee in here. We got The Rock. We got <laughs> Pat McAfee. The Justin Rock. Timberlake. <laughs> Damn. Really bringing out the heavy hitters. At this point, we're at you know almost eleven hundred people. Like at some point, maybe it is Justin Timberlake. Maybe we'll get finally get somebody in here. Oh, like, we lost uh, three. It's like Come on. Mirror. No, we're gonna lose everybody after that. We're nah, from <laughs> <laughs> Pedro Ramirez. This free agency gets me so emotional as a diehard fan. I can't wait for this season. We are arguably the most talented team in the AFC. In the NFL. Yeah, it's. In the yeah, in the NFL, I mean, again, it comes a lot of depth. Depth is very important. You know, the Chargers are going to get hurt. Someone's going to get hurt. Hopefully, not Herbert. But the the thing that's the most the, the incredible thing about this offense and this team, the offense is is good, sure, but also just never turns the ball over. And it's such a smart quarterback and a good line. And you could be good in the trenches, and you have good scope, like. They're so stacked. Like I, I, I want to just. I can't wait for the graphic of the eleven starters on either side of the ball uh, and Jerry Tillery. So, uh, <laughs> we'll, so we'll, and Jalen Guyton. And Jalen Guyton. Yeah, but other than that, and, and Kenneth Murray. But other than that, hey, look, if, if Jalen Guyton is wide receiver five, that's fine with me. If they just get like, just get a wide receiver three, you can just take him in the first round. That's that's good. Um, I do think see like Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, JC Jackson, Sebastian Joseph Day, and then Jerry Dillery would be fun. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is this is amazing. Nothing's wrong with Jalen Guyton. He, he's just not anything special. Into said if we get Morgan Moses, I will cry my ass off. That's a very yeah. specific thing to cry about. <laughs> I I, yeah, I don't think you want to cry out of your ass. I think that would cause a lot of problems. <laughs> yeah, you guys see a doctor. You guys see Alex, actually. He's going to med school. He can treat you. Um, <laughs> uh, my mom asks, uh, can I go with you to the first game, Tyler? Yes, you can, mom. At this point, you're paying for the season tickets based on the season, <laughs> season tickets. So, uh, yes, Thanks, you're mama more shoot. than welcome to go. Uh, we can sit VIP and all that good stuff. Wow, man. What a what a day. What a stream. I uh, I don't know really what else to say like this is just like i'm at a loss for words of what the chargers have been able to pull off over the last week uh so we will probably not be going live tomorrow we'll, we'll see we'll let you guys know but we're definitely going live on wednesday we'll have our, our regularly scheduled episode that day hopefully by then we'll get some uh more moves we'll see but uh arjun alex tyler any final thoughts before we head out for the day uh, if anybody texts me that they're not done yet, I'm going to ignore them. I'm not even going to share with anybody. I got to go to bed or something like I'm not going <laughs> to, I can't handle this anymore. Hey, you said you were going to be awake for 72 hours straight. Yeah, but then they just did everything today. So I can go to bed. <laughs> Alex, any final thoughts? Yeah. Final thoughts. I finished this bottle and we're going to get this done right now, baby. Do it. Do it. Yeah. There we go. Is that the diet you were on? You lost 30 pounds. <laughs> No, <laughs> no, I didn't drink, drink too much alcohol during that weight, time. So, yeah, <laughs> yep. I, this is gonna make. I, I don't feel fat, but this free agency has made me feel like a pig rolling around in shit. <laughs> what a what an analogy there, uh, Arjun. Any final thoughts, man? 
No, just, you know, again, just be excited with how the Chargers are building this team, and they definitely have the right guys at the helm. Yes, yeah. man. This is uh, a great time to be a Chargers fan. Can't wait to see how the rest of this week shapes up. But uh, JC Jackson, Austin Johnson, Sebastian Joseph Day, what a fantastic haul for the Chargers to start free agency. So uh, can't thank you guys enough for uh, joining this stream today. It was a fantastic one. Obviously, we got to break some news. Broke our record for uh, most streams. First time with over a thousand people in at once. So thank you so much for uh, tuning in. If you're listening to the audio version, please uh, go leave us a rating or a view. If you're watching this on YouTube, uh, hit like and subscribe and be sure to uh, stay tuned for the next one. So that's going to do it for us today, guys. We'll see you next time. And as always, bolt up.